Hello, you are listening to the Bethel Atlanta Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this message. For more information about Bethel Atlanta, visit www.bethelatlanta.com. Doing well this morning? Man, this has just been a fantastic morning already. Am I right? It just feels like the Lord has just landed here and has been uh, super special this whole time. Yeah, as uh, Steve was saying, it's, it's true. Um, I'm going to share today. I feel like, you know, uh, we've got a saying, some things are taught and some things are caught. And I feel like this message will be more caught than taught. And so uh, I love that as Steve was just opening up that space that we would spiritually just be in a receive mode. Um, my friend Zach, where's Zach? He's, over here. he's got an he's in, internal spiritual satellite dish that he puts up when he's ready to put his honor on to receive something. So he says, I just put my dish on and I point it to where I want to receive. So I want us all to put our dishes on this morning and receive what the Holy Spirit's doing in the room, what he's doing through encounter, because he's doing something in us spiritually, as Paul says in uh, uh, Corinthians, that we speak without, not with human words, with human wisdom, but spiritual words to, to spiritual, giving spiritual things, spiritual words to spiritual things. We speak spirit to spirit. I feel like that's what's going to take place this morning. So put yourself in a receive mode, whatever that looks like. Um, <clears throat> we've been revisiting our foundations at Bethel Atlanta. Um, we've been hearing some language like uh, back to the basics, back to our roots. Um, as you know, that was a Paul Manwaring word of revisiting our foundations. Um, we've been saying things like, remember what got you here. And so Bethel Atlanta is 15 years old, coming up on our 16th birthday in October, which is a sweet 16. We get to have a sweet 16 party. No, we're not on no parties. I'm not saying we're having anything. We're just <laughs> but, uh, but we, you know, we, we, um, we've had some history as well as as personally have history with the Lord. And so we've been in this season of revisiting these foundational things that got us to, who we, to where we are, who we are, how we are. And so even... I've been asking myself and thinking through, like, what are some foundational things in, in you, Dan, that, that have contributed to the development of who you are as a believer and has gotten you where you are today? And so um, I'm going to share uh, one, of these, one of these things is, um, has been intimacy, the pursuit of intimacy. And so it feels really uh, like... Lindy said, the Lord has set me up because it's just what we've been doing all morning. And so it really kind of teed up the message of uh, this pursuit of intimacy has been a core piece of even me personally, a core piece of this house, a core piece of what Steve and Lindy has laid as a foundation in the early days of Bethel Atlanta of pursuing the Father um, and becoming intimate with him. So I'll talk a little bit about that. But um, um, I asked myself, I said, hey, what, what got me here? And... One thing you'll have to know about me is I'm a very driven person. If you know me, you know me. If you don't, welcome. <clears throat> but I'm a very driven person. And so I'm, I, as part of my personality, it's my makeup, it's my DNA. I see something. This is what we're going after. I am going after it. We're going to see this through and, and get to the end of it. And so I, when I started writing the things that were, were uh, 
part of my foundations, they all had to do with a pursuit. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, I guess this is me. The pursuit of his presence is a core piece. The pursuit of intimacy has been a core piece. The pursuit of growth, of becoming kingdom, of discovering identity, of discovering uh, 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 the relational growth, just gifts, talents, strengths, the how he's made me. This pursuit of growth, this pursuit of destiny and purpose and calling and the pursuit of legacy that my ceiling would be my kids' floor. And that not only just generationally with my own DNA, but even legacy-wise in the earth, that we would be pushing the ball forward to such a degree that the next generation would be starting at a different place than we started. This is a call on our life. And so I'm like, as I'm kind of just like loosely jotting some things down, it, it kind of stood out to me that, A, this is actually really the right order in which it, it kind of like I became pursuing such things, if I could say it like that. That it was his presence first, and then it was intimacy, and then it was growth, and then it was destiny and purpose, and then it was legacy. The pursuit of his presence, the manifest presence, has been the, uh, uh, a hallmark piece in my life. And some of you guys know the story, but, you know, I was a Christian. I got saved when I was 13 and spent 12 years having an intellectual relationship with the Lord. Anybody else? Right? I, I had a good relationship right here with him. Like, believe it or not, if you, if you know me, this is going to sound funny, but worship was like not the, whole, not the high mark in a Sunday service. Like, I really came for the word. I came for the meat. Like, it would drive me nuts to sit through a worship set at our old church back in Hydesville. I mean, like, just get to the word. This is really what we're here for, right? <laughs> I'm glad you're laughing because, really, that is definitely not what we're here for. We're definitely here for the presence. This is why we came, right? I think Bill, Bill, Pastor Bill said it best when he said, the message is for you, but the worship is for him. So let's not miss that. We'll leave that there. So... When I, when I uh, had a relationship with the Lord, it was very intellectual. You know, there's no power in, in, in what uh, um, word, the power does not come by word, but ah, the word will come to me later. But, you know, it's not in, in, in the intellectual relationship with the Lord that we experience the spiritual breakthrough and encounters that actually cause us to become the kingdom and sons and daughters the way he designed us to be which then gives us the experience of experiencing the words that are in the pages as opposed to just learning about them. Did you guys go with me there? I can't repeat it, so you're going to have to listen to the podcast. <laughs> like, the intellectual relationship piece is like maybe the gateway, if you will, but it's, it's, there's no, I can get saved, but there's no like power to live the, the life that he died for me to live. And so I stepped into um, Bethel Reading in 2002, and it was either January or February, I can't remember, but um, I stepped into the, to the service, and like I said, if you know the story, you know the story, you have to hear it again, but <clears throat> um, I stepped into the service. I'm a, I am a cynic. I'm a critic. Um, this is a name it, claim it church. I don't, you know, the only reason why I'm even in this church uh, is because a, fr my, a spiritual father of mine asked me to go. Definitely did not. I don't believe anything they're saying. I don't believe the message. I mean, Bill gave a message, and I didn't believe anything. It was coming out of his mouth. 
But something happened to me. And I encountered the Lord during worship. And I, I, now I know it was a spiritual, it was an open vision. My eyes were open and I was having a vision. And, and my spirit became, this is what I would say, born again, again. I like became awakened. It was like I breathed air for the first time. Like <gasps> my spirit became alive and I became aware of things that I had no idea that were there. You know, like if you were walked into a room and all the lights were off, you can spatially awareness know where the walls are. But then if the lights were turned on, then you would see the chairs and the tables and then you would see what was actually in the room. It was like that. It was like I was in the room, but I couldn't actually see. And all of a sudden, spiritually, I became aware. And this is where I'm hearing a message from Bill. And as I'm hearing this message, I'm literally, not, I, I'm cognitively not believing anything he's saying. I'm like, this is not true. I don't think that's actually what the scripture means. Yeah, this is what, because <laughs> I know. <laughs> my 25-year-old my self, right? And so I'm like, I'm like here, here I am, but spiritually, Everything in me was resounding that this is the capital T truth. My spirit had came awakened and alive to something that I did not know existed, and it was the manifest presence of God. And I didn't know it was real. I wrote a song, uh, and in the song it was, how in the world did no one tell me about this? And the second verse was, well, even the fathers in my life, they didn't know. The fathers in my life at the time, they didn't know this was real. And here I am having this encounter with the Lord, this spiritual encounter with the Lord on a random moment. I didn't want to be there. It was random. It wasn't like I planned. I didn't make a trek. I was snowboarding. I happened to be driving by the church on the way home. And I'm in this place, and I'm having this encounter with the manifest presence of God, and that set me on a pursuit for the raw power of God, that I wanted nothing less. I didn't know it existed, and not only do I want it, everyone needs to know about it. Like this became the, 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 the piece, the foundation that set for the next foundation, which is once I got into his presence, <laughs> then I learned this is where I hear him. I see him. I feel him. He talks to me. He shows me things. This is where I learned about the secret place. And so I'd find myself in the next stage of just being with a guitar in a, in a not in a closet, maybe it was a closet, my office mostly. <laughs> and, uh, and just like, like David, just Davidic worship of just crying out my prayers to the Lord. And in my crying out to the, my prayers to the Lord, I started hearing him talk back to me. And having these encounters, this became not just a momentary encounter, but a lifestyle of encounter. Because there was a secret place where we encounter him. And so this pursuit of his presence, this pursuit <clears throat> of the raw power of God, led me to this place of intimacy with the Lord, where I began to just develop and grow in discovering who he is. And if you know this, if you have any experience with this, you know, as we discover who he is, how he is, the way he thinks, the way he sees, the way he talks, the way he walks, because we're his children and made in the likeness and image of our father, 
we discover who we are in the midst of discovering who he is. And then I discover who I am. What, what I'm called to, what things he's put in me, how he's made me to be, how he's made me to walk and talk and act and behave. This secret place is a core component that has led all, all of us. It's, I, I'm sure I'm preaching to the choir, but there's something happening. There's something happening. I actually felt it during worship while we're revisiting the foundations of Bethel Atlanta. Um, Paul Manwaring said something to me and Lauren. He said, some of these foundations you're actually going to have to re-pour. They need to be reset. And we're in a prayer room this morning, and Danielle actually started declaring a resetting of this foundation, and it clicked. I'm like, oh, I think there's something bigger going on. Not even just an invitation for us to revisit and remember the, our first love and the secret place and what got us here, but to actually begin to align ourselves with resetting what is the most important thing. And that's him. <laughs> and it's not just him out there. It's him in here with it, God with us. It's him in the secret place. It's him in, in the place where he only has our attention. And so I think the Lord's doing this with me personally um, Maybe I'll get to that verse. The Lord's doing with this, me, with this with me personally. Um, you know, it's been a real hard couple of years. Um, I've realized I've probably, okay, I'll be honest. I have been going through burnout for the better part of a year or two. And probably only acknowledged it six months ago. And only two months ago, probably actually accepted it. <laughs> uh, I remember working one day, and, and uh, I, I, I can't remember what day it was. But it was about noon, and I remember thinking, I, I just got to get with the Lord. Like, something's got to change. I got to get with the Lord. I'm driven personality, and when the pursuit of all the things become greater than the pursuit of him... That didn't work out. <laughs> and the Lord was correcting that. And so I remember I drove, to North, I drove to North Georgia. I drove three hours to go sit by a creek with a chair and my Bible and my journal and get with the Lord. It was a six-hour turnaround to be up there for an hour. It doesn't make sense mathematically or practically like at noon. So I got home late that night. But I'm like, I'm having this moment. And I remember in sitting there with him and the Lord saying, you need to make this a habit. You've gotten out of the practice of this, the practice of his presence. He's like, you need to make this a habit. It can't be when I have time, because guess what? You never have time, because we're busy. Is it just me, or, or are we resonating here? So I'm, I'm, I, I, I come back, and, and so I started making a point. I'd go down to the creek, and just with my Bible, my journal, whatever, and just start like connecting with the Lord and connecting with the Lord. And, and it's still been good, but it's been part of the, okay, I'm accepting where I'm at that I actually have to change something in my life. And this is the piece, like I, I'm, I, 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 
like I said, I'm driven, I pursue, but let me tell you why. Paul in Philippians 3 says this. He says, not that I've already obtained it or have already become perfect, but I press on so that I may lay hold of that for which I have been laid hold of by Christ. This was like, a, like the cornerstone verse in my first guy, like, uh, uh, what did I say? Born again, again, right? I'm like, I'm like, oh, I want everything you died for me for. I want everything. In fact, I want to surprise you that I ended up getting all that, that I got. Like, that's how driven I am. I'm like, I want to surprise God <laughs> that I ended up getting way more than what you thought I would get. That I would pursue the lay hold of all that for which I was laid hold of. Brethren, I don't regard of having laid hold of it yet, but one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and re reaching forward to what lies ahead, I press on toward the upward call of the prize for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Let us, therefore, as many as are perfect, have this attitude. And if anything, uh, you have a, di a different attitude, God will reveal it for you. Listen to this. However, let us keep living by that same standard to which we have attained. All the encounters, like I love, we, we love, we want to pursue encounter, we want to pursue signs, wonders, all the things, but why are we doing it? It's because of him. Because we want to uh, encounter him. And when we encounter him, something happens in us. It says in Corinthians that we all with unveiled face and beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord are being transformed into the same image and are moving from glory to glory. So every time we behold him and encounter him and we have these secret place moments where I'm experiencing him, there's something that takes place that we change or have the opportunity to change to become more like him because we're not there yet, right? And when we do that, he says, however, let us keep living by the same standard with which we have attained. Every time we do that, it raises the standard of our new lifestyle. And this is what the Lord was convicting me on and what I was finding myself in this place of like, this cornerstone of the secret place has been put on the back burner in light of, I, we gotta get some stuff done. And if you know us in the last couple of years, we've been getting some stuff done, kind of. We built a building, we got in. Like grinding that, we were I drive, driven to get this done. Things got fell by the wayside, a lot of things. And a lot of messes I had to clean up in the process. But... One of the things was this secret place, because if you don't have time, you won't have time. And the Lord's like is reminding me, hey, this, you need to re, not just revisit this, but you need to reset this and report it. Because this can't be sacrificed. This is a standard with which you need to live by. And so uh, I've been spending time and connecting with the Lord and revisiting this secret place, this, this, this place of intimacy with the Lord. And, uh, and so we just did this like family vacation. If you're on Facebook, half of it was recorded. I, I didn't get to all of it, <clears throat> but uh, we, got, we got to the part to where we got to see our family back home in California. But, but what was kind of intriguing is, make a long story short, as, I've been, as we did this trip, the Lord remind, re revealed to me that he, I have been revisiting some foundations. So I'm sitting in a church in Fortuna in Humboldt County, California, and I'm sitting there and on the carpet, same carpet, <laughs> still there. And on the carpet, I'm like remembering, my life was changed on this carpet. 
This is where my life has changed. I had this encounter and this encounter and this encounter. These people speaking into my life. These people calling out things in me. This room is where my life has been changed and I'm revisiting these. And then we get to Reading and we're just going to like blaze through Reading and my truck breaks down. It was like, oh my gosh, we're triggering all the things in me. It's all coming up. And, uh, and so uh, it was kind of cool because they were having to do it with my kids in the room. I could hear Steve back under my head. What you think about the problem is a bigger deal than the problem. I'm like, okay, kids, this is what we're doing. This is what dad's doing. They're like, you're doing good, dad. And I'm like, I'm freaking out on the inside, let me tell you. <laughs> and uh, I break down and Lauren says, you better get yourself to that prayer house. And we're like a mile away from the church, right? Not even that, I can see it. We're on the other side of the hill. So I like get into the prayer house and I'm in the prayer house and I'm encountering the Lord. And I'm in these moments and the Lord's like, this is where your life has changed. Do you remember? And he's just starting to speak to me, and, and I'm just encountering him. But see, I made room for it. I had to do something. There's three things, if you get anything, about what you're doing with your foundations or what you're doing with anything that the Lord's doing in you and that you're, you're, you're on the journey to become, right? If we're to become sons, daughters, become intimate, or become whatever it is, there's three things that maybe it's me because I'm driven, but there's three things that needed. It's diligence. Discipline and determination. It takes discipline. It takes us to make choices. that mean Our life has to be different after we see him. And if it doesn't change, it's because we didn't change, not because he didn't change it. But that takes discipline. It takes determination to get a new habit. It takes uh, uh, diligence to, be, to, to, to have the, the endurance to push through creating a new habit, which is, no, I'm making time for the Lord. I'm making time for the Lord. I'm going to spend time reading in the morning. Well, that was religion. That's what we used to do. We read in the morning and we prayed our little prayer list. And well, Yeah, well, there's a reason we did it. And if we lost the fire for why we were doing it, it wasn't because we were doing it. <laughs> it was because we lost the fire. <laughs> Maybe we lost our why. But I'm back to this place where like, no, we need discipline. I need to be determined that I'm going to see the Lord. I'm going to encounter the Lord. I'm going to pursue his face. Because I got to a place where I lost my drive. And I'm like, ooh, I don't even know what to do with that. I'm, I'm driven. Even if it's just for the sake of I'm driven to be in his presence. Or I'm driven to rest. I'm going to be determined and disciplined and diligent to make it happen. And so here I am in this place, and I'm, I'm encountering the Lord, and the Lord's like, I'm realizing, oh, he's revisiting these foundations. And then I'm on the drive home, and, and uh, we just drove straight through because long story, I mean, long story quick, we had to extend our stay for a few days, and we needed, I needed to get back. I had to be here. <laughs> so... We just drove straight through, which is not uncommon for us. We drive cross country straight through mostly. This is the first time we took our time. But um, it's just late one night. I, it was one of the last couple nights and might have been, I don't remember anyway. Don't ask me about the last few days. <laughs> so uh, here I'm driving and all of a sudden I, he, I hear the Lord. Uh, I remember I would put on some worship music and it was almost like circumstances were forcing me to have to press into him. I didn't have the choice anymore. It was like, no, you're going to. And I'm pressing into him. I'm like, okay, if I'm just spending the hours with you, Lord, and I want to, let's just connect. Let's talk. And I heard him as plain as day, not audible voice, but plain as day. What do you want to talk about? 
I was like, well, shoot, I don't, I don't know. Um, let's talk about me. He's like, yeah, let's talk about you. And for hours, I have been in a conversation with the Lord having this encounter. And I'd ask him, like, well, let's talk about my business. He said, no, I don't want to. We're not going to talk about that now. <laughs> We're going to talk about you. I'm like, okay, let's talk about me. And, and I'm having this, this encounter with the Lord that lasted for hours. And it's just reigniting. Someone, someone asked me this morning, John, I think, he said, did you bring something back with you? And I said, no, John, I think I just woke up. Because this was always me. But we got into a grind to get some stuff done. And I forgot the main thing, this being the main thing. And the main thing isn't just the presence or signs and wonders or miracles. It's, not, it, it's him because when he shows up, then. But it's him. And it's not just him because I feel great when he's around. I flop and laugh and giggle and, you know, do all the things. It's not just that. It's because when I'm doing that, something's happening in here. And there's an intimacy that's being birthed. And not just where, he gets, where I get to know about him, but there's another level of intimacy where he gets to know about me. What, doesn't he already know me? Doesn't he already know us? What does he need to know us for? Because he's, as a good father, he wants you to let him in. And when I let him in, he gets to come in and bring, be the comforter, be the peace, be the joy, be patience. He gets to actually show up as him, and I get to experience him. So this intimacy thing goes both ways, where I'm becoming like him, and I'm letting him in, into my heart, into my, all the spaces. Well, I said a bunch of things that weren't on my list, so <laughs> let me read a verse to you. Uh, Psalms. There's something really intriguing that happens when we get into this secret place, as I was kind of like reading through some of these traditional secret place verses. Um, there's two things that I noticed that take place, and that's protection and trust. I'll encourage you to just Google secret place verses and you'll see this thread of protection and trust. Like we get into his, into his wing, under his wings where, where, where he's shielding us from things. But one verse that really kind of stood out was, let me see if I can find it for you here. This one, uh, Psalms 31, 19. How great is your goodness which you have stored up for those who fear you which you have wrought to those who take refuge, refuge before the sons of men. You hide them in the secret place of your presence from the conspiracies of man. You keep them secretly in a shelter from the strife of tongues. You see, there's something about getting into his presence. This is why we love Sunday mornings, right? It's like, oh, a reset. Like, oh, my gosh, okay, I, I can think straight. Because it, it, it literally set, resets our mind to think straight. <laughs> it... it it shields us from the conspiracies of men or the strife of tongues. It, can, it shields us from the, the, the chatter of the world, the second heaven. It gets our heads back into the third heaven. This is, this is, if I don't have that connection, then I'm just going based on the last thing I knew and heard. 
and then being influenced by the second heaven. If you're not familiar with that, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I can't get into it all right now. <laughs> uh, if you're, it, you know, the second heaven is, you know, basically the um, the realm where the the spiritual realm that, that that's the, where the principalities and things like that arise uh, uh, live, and that if that's what's influencing me, then I'm gonna get off track because I'm being influenced by a sub. Uh, uh, inferior reality because the superior reality is the kingdom which is the third heaven right that I got to get my head there because when I get my head there it gets right I start thinking clearer I start hearing better Um, another verse that stood out to me is uh, Psalm 91 4 through 5 he will cover you, cover you with his pinions. Under his wings you may seek refuge. His faithfulness is a shield and bulwark. You will not be afraid of the terror by night or the arrow that flies by the day or of the pestilence that stalks in the darkness or the destruction that lays waste at noon. You will not be afraid of the things that are going on around you because you're in his secret place. There's a place that in other verses it starts talking about this is where I find trust. Because we realize who's in charge. This is what was happening with Dan when his truck broke down. <laughs> I'm like, who am I going to trust? Am I trust my vehicle or, or me to get it done? Or well, I have to trust the Lord. I kind of had to trust the Lord, long story. But. And so here we are, like, growing and developing this trust in the Lord that it's, it's going to be okay, regardless of what's going on around us. But where does it come from? A Sunday morning encounter? No, a lifestyle of encountering the Lord in the secret place that gets our head right, gets our heart right, and causes us to become more like him. And this is what I found when I look back at the foundation of what got me here. It was those moments, because it was in those moments that I learned about who I was and how I was and the way he made me and how he is and how I'm like him and what he's called for me to do and what he's destined me to do that then required me to grow to become like the things that he said I was. Just because I learned about it doesn't mean I am it. Now I need uh, uh, diligence, I need discipline and determination to begin to pursue growing and becoming this kingdom person, this son that he said I am. It doesn't just happen. There's moments where it happens. We all with unveiled faces beholding a mirror are transformed in the same image. But there's also this process where I actually have to pursue. When he says I'm a man of integrity, I better start changing my decisions to match that. I can't just keep saying that and be disintegrous. Like that, that doesn't work. Well, I am in my spirit. Well, great. Let's get your, your, the rest of you to catch up. Because your behavior should look like the new reality. That's the, the verse that he said in Philippians. Oh, I'll, get, I'll get there, I promise. Thank you. When he said, however, let us keep living by the same standard to which we have attained. Like there's something that happens in us. We have to partner with this. We can't walk away today and go, the secret place is an amazing thing. This is an intimacy. We've been called intimacy. We actually have to do something different. Like I want us to walk away today as a house that we're challenged with how we are going to make different decisions to make room for the secret place to happen. 
Because if we can be a people of the secret place, who knows what could happen? (laughs) I think the world might change. Because we get into a place where our head gets right, our beliefs get right, our trust gets right. It gets corrected. It gets adjusted. Like last night I was talking with the Lord and I, and I heard him in the same way and I'm like, oh, are you going to be speaking to me like, like this to me more? And he says, well, as long as you'll listen. And the correction of the Lord feels so good. It feels so safe in that spot. I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. I'm glad you're talking to me the way I would talk to someone. <laughs> you're talking to me in my language. I'm like, yes. Ah. Oh. That feels so comforting in, in, in that correction. And so even in that place where we're being corrected or adjusted. But what was the key in that moment? Will I stop to listen? Will I maintain a lifestyle of listening? It's very in, in line with even what Stephen was sharing this morning of those who are led by the Spirit. They are called the sons of God. Like these are the ones that as we're, we're led by the Spirit. Well, How? When I'm listening, when I'm bending my ear, putting my attention on him, in the secret place, we get to a place where all we see is him. And I love that place. I love the spot where I'm sitting there and, and, and he's so loud, I can't even keep up with all the things he's saying. I want us to be a, a people like this, and I feel like we've, we're, we have been this. This is who we are. And the Lord's resetting something, saying, hey, I'm the chief cornerstone of the foundation. And if you know anything about foundations, the cornerstone is the first one you start with that, that lays out how the foundation's going to go. Makes sense that we would be revisiting this, not just remembering it, but even resetting it. Like, hey, remember, I'm actually the beginning of this foundation. And if you miss this piece then the whole thing is going to be off. So I feel like the Lord's calling us, not just me personally. I know I'm having a personal experience with this. I don't believe I'm alone. I've had a lot of conversations, even non-believers, that, are, that were feeling the same way. A lot of it had to do with COVID. A lot of it had to do with all the things that we've been grinding through in the last three or four years. Like, it's not been an easy season. But there's an invitation to reset something that will actually set us on course to do the things that we know he's called us to do, to be the people we know he's called us to be, to achieve and conquer and and be driven enough to get there or ride it out and enjoy along the way. If you're more of a journey person, that's great. You you can be a journey person too. Like, right, like all of the above, like for it to happen really beautifully and well, but this is where it starts. I feel like the Lord is inviting us into something. Would you guys stand? Yeah, just put it out your hands if you receive it. Close your eyes, Lord. We just receive your word this morning. Lord, I receive your word. The invitation to the pursuit of intimacy. An invitation to the pursuit of being in your presence. that it wouldn't be just a visitation that you come and show up, but a habitation in which you sit and reside in us. 
and one where you reside in us and we're, and we're consciously aware. Lord, I receive the correction of just even the discipline of putting, carving out time and saying this is actually time for this. I do it on purpose and with intention because it's who I am. It's who you've called us to be as a people of your presence. So we receive your, your correction. We receive your confronting. Lord, we receive your grace that's in the room to shift and do something different. Yeah, as you're just even speaking to the hearts of people right now, Lord, I, I see he's actually giving ideas and insights into what you can do differently to make room for him. Lord, that we would be first and foremost a people of your presence, that we would pursue intimacy because that is the first step. Yeah. Receive, we receive, we receive. We receive. Yeah. Yeah, that encounters would be a lifestyle for us. Not just a moment. Not a, 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 a surprise. Surprise us, but not always a surprise. But that we would actually have a practice of your presence where we're encountering you. Day to day, moment to moment, hearing you. Seeing you, seeing what you're doing. Partnering with what you're doing. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah, he's just stirring stuff in, in your spirits right now. I can feel it. Thank you, Jesus. Just want to make room for some time. If, if you feel, yeah, I feel like we, we're, we're to make room for some time of repentance. So if you feel like this message is for you, it may not be for all of you, and that's, that's fine. But if you feel like this was my word, the Lord's calling me out, like I want to invite you to come down to the, to the front or respond in some way, but take that time even right now. Lord, we thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you for your grace in the room. Thank you for your peace in the room. Thank you for your kindness in the room that leads us to change the way we think and behave. Thank you, Father. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Yes, we just respond, Lord. We first acknowledge <laughs> and then accept. Ooh, haven't been living like that. I've been feeling something has to change. Today's the day. Today's the day. If you're a, a non-believer, if you're in the room and you've never given your life to the Lord, there's an invitation to meet him. To hear the 
Oh, man, I've been living like all the world. That's just all the world has been driving me and how I live. I had no idea there was an opportunity to experience an encounter and come awakened on the inside and live differently. I want to invite you to come down. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you for listening to the Sermon of the Week. To stay connected with Bethel Atlanta, visit www.bethelatlanta.com.